0: Radio, your gamer's role. www.d20radio.com. Well, well, what have we here? Welcome to the wonders of Thedas.
1: Welcome to the Wonders of Thetis podcast, your one stop shop for all your Dragon Age role playing game needs. My name is Ren.
2: I'm Jessica. And
3: I'm Caitlin.
1: And today with us, we have a very special guest one of our lovely patrons and folks who, and someone who's played games with me, which is always great, uh, Leona St. Clair. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, thank thank you. you.
2: She is a most generous donor to the Wonders of Thetis podcast. We. Uh, be- thanks to you, we are kind of almost able to pay for the podcast <laughs> itself, so <Yeah>. yay!
1: <laughs> Technically <Hey>. profitable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, I'm glad
0: okay,
4: i I could help you there.
2: We know well, you've got you. some really solid insights, so I think that uh, having you on the show is something that's a bit overdue, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Well,
1: um, I'll do my
4: best. Thank
1: you. We, uh, I believe, you've mentioned that you're kind of a co GM for your games, uh, but they call you the LM.
4: Yes, I am the Lore Master. Nice. That's a, I have, I have a, a cape.
2: That's pretty awesome. I want that role. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, I'll hand. You, I'll, I'll, I'll give. I'll hand you the worlds of the world of Thetis book. Well, it's fun, also, right now,
2: especially for like when you start running. Uh, whoa. whoa! Don't close any tabs. Don't do it.
1: Ah, man. This poor thing. Uh oh. Anyway, um, so we've got another show for you today. Today we're talking about a background. Uh, we held a poll as per usual, and it came very close at the uh, very end. Is shot! Yeah,
0: the
2: city elves. And you people like your kunari and your city elves, but in the end, I mean, who doesn't? There was uh, one more elf than uh, than kunari, so. Looks like today we are going to be City elves, and I'll come up with some puns for the transition as best I can, because that seems to be my primary job here on the show.
1: You're very good at it.
2: Indeed. It's it's how I live my life.
1: I knew I scouted you for a reason.
2: Yep. Definitely not that marriage thing. (laughs) Nah. Nah. It's definitely for your puns. Mad puns. That's why.
0: Alright. Hey, puns
2: is a valuable valuable skill. skill.
3: It's true. You know,
2: that's what I keep saying. Eventually, someone will believe me. I believe you. (laughs) That's why we're friends.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) we're going to go ahead and kick off our show first by uh, consulting our Codex. You can ask me questions if you like. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but... Oh, good. Thank you. I'm going to regret this, aren't I? Welcome to the Codex. And we've got... I think three questions lined up, and some of these are really solid ones. Uh, first question comes from Gabriel. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Gabriel. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to butcher the rest of your name, so I'm just going to stop where I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Uh, Gabriel, through our Facebook page, uh, asks, In Thetis, most nations are akin to some real-life countries and nations. I usually use this kind of comparison to introduce new players to the world and to help me just better describe things, giving my players a firmer grasp of the world they are entering. In my personal point of view, I'd say that seems a lot like England. Orle would be France. I'd compare Navarra to Spain. How do you see this? Which real nations would you think match the Oh, I love this question.
2: It's a good yeah. question.
3: It's it, it's
1: it's a it's a pretty deep one because it asks us. And I did a little bit of research for it, and I found somebody on Reddit who actually did a very comprehensive uh, bit yeah, of research. I on agree this.
2: with a lot of these. I mm-hmm. think
1: they're. And I think uh, I mean the only way we can know for sure is if we drag. David Gator and uh, and the other and the other writers of Dragon Age in here to ask what they're doing. I'm pert- betting that we can't were.
4: afford them. No.
0: no.
1: We're we're a budget show.
4: We'll need a lot more patrons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to get on
1: that. <laughs> right. Get us to f <laughs> <Maybe Flugie laughs> dollars a month and we'll uh, we'll track down David Gator. Or
3: maybe Chris Paramus. who knows?
1: I I mean, you know, that'd be cool too. Well we got oh.
2: Jack Norris and he's fantastic. Oh, so yeah. he was great. We gotta get him back on
1: too, <laughs> for sure. Uh, we're going to be posting the link to that Reddit post. It is archived, so you can't add comments, or and you can't really t- you can't really adjust it much. But uh, to summarize it, they basically said that Orle is very French, which makes sense. Uh, but me- yeah. a little bit of medieval and a little bit of modern France. Um, Ferelden is England, uh, and they say if the Normans had been driven out.
2: And see, I think that that's really accurate. And uh, and it kind of reminds me of how uh, Tolkien Tolkien had some stuff along those lines, like he mm-hmm. wanted to. Uh, that that's part of why he designed Rohan. I think Rohan was supposed to be like if the uh, Normans had been driven out.
0: Hmm.
2: That makes sense. And uh, so that I had somewhere I was going with that, but I really <laughs> like. I I agree, and I think that there are some uh, some solid. Uh, comparisons made
1: there. Lord of the Rings was one of their inspirations, if I recall. Yeah. And a little bit of Game well, of Thrones. A,
2: at this point, Lord of the Rings is everybody's inspiration. It's, it's, true. it's sort of the backdrop for modern fantasy.
1: It's it's the place to be.
3: Indeed.
1: Uh, they said that the Chastened echo a lot of the Celtic tribes of pre Roman Britain. Uh, Antiva is kind of a mishmash of Italy and Spain. That Definitely. It's got like uh yeah. Italian cities with Spanish accents.
3: If, yeah, especially <laughs> with Josephine.
1: <laughs> it's an it's an interesting little uh little mix. Um, the Anderfels, they said, is probably loosely based on uh, the Germany of the Holy Roman Empire. Let's okay. see. Uh to Vinter is
2: Byzantine Empire
3: and, and Rome. Rome
1: and Rome kind of smashed together and add jerk faces with lots of magic.
3: Yep. Yep, and slave trade. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause why not? Oh man. Well, there was probably. I mean, that's a thing. There was, there was definitely was a lot a, of slave trade like, back then too. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's true. Especially in Rome.
1: Hmm. Uh, Navarra is Prussia-like. Uh, Ravain is a bit of Islamic Spain, Sicily. Uh, the elves are and they had a they had there's quite a list. Uh, Romani, Native American, Jewish, African American, medieval medieval Celts, and more. Just kind of all thrown into a blender.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, I I think there are quite a few references for elves that you can, a lot of uh, sort of connections Mm -hmm. you can make with those people.
1: I don't think they intended quite so many, but it it just happened.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, the the story of a people disenfranchised is one that works for many different cultures. And by works, I mean, unfortunately, is the background for many different cultures. And that's a common thread
3: there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of moving around, being promised one thing and then it crumbling. And I mean, you
2: know what? We're going to talk about that a little later. I think. Yep. <laughs> we
1: will definitely be talking about some of that later. Uh, the Kunari are a little bit of medieval Muslim, a little bit of Taoism, a little bit of the Moors, and a little bit of Middle Eastern Christianity. Cool. Kunari are really cool. I really hope we get to talk more about them later. Mm-hmm. We did get to touch uh. on the uh, the Kunari Barisad, but. We'll get to that Talvashoth background later, and that'll be a fun one. Mm-hmm.
0: Well,
2: hopefully that answers the question really, really thoroughly and yes. specifically.
1: Um, Gabriel, of course, if you want to read further, we'll be posting a link to that Reddit to that Reddit thread. Feel free to take a look. Uh, Gabriel's second question for the day is: I'm preparing a campaign that's heavily focused on mages, and to add to the darkness of Thedas, I was considering turning lyrium addiction into something mechanically relevant. So, it would be a real threat to my players. Went through the core book and some of the material in your blog, uh, but I couldn't find anything practical about lyrium addiction. How would you handle it? Have you, sensed, have you used it in any of your games? How afraid are your characters of taking lyrium potions? How, uh, would you consider the potions drugs?
0: <laughs> oh,
2: boy. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I wish uh, we might Sarah have a
1: couple feelings here. about this. We might
2: have the yeah, I wish Sarah were here for this. We had. A character actually die of lyrium poisoning in a in a back alley. We we all kind of saw it coming, I guess. I mean, it wasn't she was that a... big of a surprise. Yeah. She, was, she one of her primary character traits was that she was a non mage who was addicted to lyrium, so it was a matter of time. But um, we didn't have me really. I I was down in lyrium like Kool Aid, and oh, yeah. I didn't get addicted. Maybe I should have my my child's addicted now. That that's fun.
1: I guess that's what happens when you drink lyrium potions while you're pregnant. Hey, you know what? It was that
2: or die. So... It was that or die. So sometimes you gotta you gotta. Sounds make some like choices. a fair trade off yeah, there. Yeah, sometimes you gotta make some choices and then have magical MacGuffin babies who are addicted to lyrium. That's normal. This feels normal.
1: Yeah, it's fun stuff.
2: <laughs> but yeah, there's there could be some really interesting ways to. Uh, really incorporate that more thoroughly into a game, I think.
1: Yes. There are a couple of ways. Apparently, they were thinking of making it an actual mechanic in the original video game, but decided Ooh. that uh, uh, probably for the same reason that it was left out of the role-playing game is that it might be seen as a little tedious and also mm-hmm. uh, an obvious drawback for being a mage.
2: That is true.
1: However, if you do want to include it, I have a suggestion, one that I came across. Uh, and this one does kind of uh, work best if you own the Fantasy Age Companion, which, incidentally, is a fantastic book. Folks who play age games should get it anyway, because it's really neat. But uh, taking a look at pages 63 and 64 of the Fantasy Age Companion, uh, in the artifacts section of the book, there is an entry for Addiction and Dependence. Uh, this is referring specifically to artifact usage, for having super powerful artifacts in your possession and uh having difficulty giving up that kind of power Mm -hmm. um which could also work very well in dragon age with lyrium specifically you may have to get creative because the rules in the book are for permanent items that your character can pick up use and then put down and then still have tomorrow as opposed to consumables which are lyrium potions Uh, since the addiction and dependence rules, let's see, will need to be accommodated, we've got a couple of suggestions. Uh, maybe after taking lyrium potions so many times, your characters may have to start making rolls to avoid becoming dependent. Uh, have the pieces make this roll only once after a session where they drank lyrium potions, or even found raw lyrium to use, which is hilariously dangerous, by the way. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, failure means that they gain dependence, a dependence score for their lyrium addiction. Uh, which they will, which is a uh, penalty, which will help determine a penalty that they take to all their tests if they go for a certain amount of time without drinking lyrium potion. Uh, now, and of um, course,
0: what
2: would you what would you say is the role that you wanted them to make for that?
1: I think it would probably have to be a Constitution stamina test, mm. or potentially or some kind of some kind of willpower test, maybe
2: even Constitution drinking. Like, oh yeah, that too. <laughs>
1: I, I guess so. Can do I feel that. like
2: there are a couple of ways you can go about it. It depends.
1: How would you do it, Leona? <laughs> um,
4: I don't. Really, I, I really don't know. I haven't we haven't really done, done mages, mages, mages with this. With this. I I'd gotcha. probably yeah. Um, we basically go if you're a mage and you're drinking you're lyrium, you're gonna you're gonna be gonna fine. Be fine. That, um, yeah, that's kind of what
2: we did. Yeah.
1: It's a reasonable way to go.
4: Yeah it's it, there because mostly in the, in the game at least was, there was like you, like you said, said there was like no them. drawback to doing it and the only people that seem to have drawbacks for yeah, having lyrium, lyrium addiction are templars,
1: templars. right
4: yeah and that's a rough one so we kind of yeah. glossed over it i guess i
1: think that's fair it would
4: be, it would be fun bad. to add um maybe uh, one day
1: maybe one day uh for this particular campaign it sounds like it'd probably be a good idea The now uh, the score will determine the penalties that you take uh, when you haven't taken a dose of Lyrium in a long time, and every time I believe every time that you use Lyrium, you'll have to continue making tests to avoid having your addiction get a little higher. Uh, And as your addiction, as your dependence score climbs higher, uh, the penalty for not drinking Lyrium increases. Uh, You could, of course, read the full rules in in the companion. Um, but there is, uh, on those addiction tests, there is a stunt that you can roll which, uh, called I am the master, not you, which can reduce your dependence. Uh, but that does require you to roll stunt points on that very specific roll. So Get my lucky mileage may vary. Uh, and of course more powerful lyrium potions may cause, uh, the penalty to disappear for longer periods, but may give you much higher target numbers on tests to avoid gaining more dependence. Um, uh, You may also rule that if dependency reaches a certain height, uh, that exact amount would depend on uh, what your campaign needs, such as quadruple the character's willpower, Uh, the PC may need to make another test, or die from overdose.
2: That would not be great. No. We've seen it happen.
1: Uh, Yeah,
3: that's not a good way to go. uh,
1: If you're looking for a darker game, you might even make it triple or just double their willpower.
0: Mm.
1: Although, that's an awfully quick way to go, I think. So probably at least triple their willpower. Um, incidentally, they uh, are also going to include, uh, please be very careful with this subject, as drugs and addiction are a very serious topic in the real world, uh, and not, uh, and a topic that is not impossible for your players to have to fight themselves. So please be sensitive to the needs of your players.
2: Pretty much the anytime we have some sort of content that you know we're talking about a content that could be considered triggering, like triggering or difficult to handle for certain people from different life experiences,
3: this is just the thing that we say. You know, pay attention, be and, kind, and make. And if you as a player have any questions, or if it does make you feel uncomfortable, be sure to tell your GM either privately or like pull them aside and be like, "Hey, I don't." really like this yeah. you
2: all know the drill
3: you know the drill wind out ask your gm or talk to your gm mm-hmm. all right well
1: still need to make that talk tell to us your how GM that goes button.
2: though yeah yeah we'll talk to you talk to your gm,
0: GM.
1: <laughs> i mean it's when a game like dragon age that has so much gives so much power to the gm that is very often our answer
0: mm-hmm.
2: all right well i think we have so, a question from Parseval
1: We do. From the yep. Green Running Forums. Hey, Toby. How's it going?
2: Maybe we should get you back on the show sometime, too. we got all these people we like to have on the show that we need to get back in here.
1: You're all so cool.
2: Yeah, we got, like, that is one of the neatest things about this show, is that so many of the people we meet through it are just really cool and interesting people, so.
1: Present been, company included.
2: Yes, Yay. indeed. Well, we didn't even meet you. <laughs> we didn't you since, like, the Stone Age.
3: It's true. We've known each other forever.
2: But yes, like Leona and like Toby and like uh, just so Andy. many others. Andy, of course, just it's been amazing to meet all you guys and uh, get to sort of talk talk shop with you. So
1: we love gushing about Dragon Age.
4: It's
3: true. Uh, I will
4: I will gush until <laughs> I I, I, I have no forever. forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is no end. There is no end.
4: There is no end. now. Mhm.
2: Well, let's hear what Parcival has to say and uh, get his take.
1: Uh, Parcival in the Green Running Forums asks, Do you think it is easy and advisable to increase the range of runes up to a Grandmaster level? If you did so, would you follow the normal progression, plus 4 damage for a Fire Rune, for example? Do you think it might unbalance a campaign? And um, I think that if you're going into higher level stuff, like especially if the PCs are going like past level 20... Maybe, because, you know, when Awakenings expansion came around, when the Awakening expansion came out, they added lots of new degrees to runes and added entirely new kinds of potions. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. stuff that keeps the game uh, exciting for higher level characters. So in that case, potentially, but keeping everything to a novice journeyman master kind of uh, triple threat, I guess. Can't think of anything cool to say right now. That's okay. Uh, but keeping it so that kind of keeps everything consistent, because that's how talents work, that's how specializations work, and it, it just, it, it's, it's easier to grasp, so uh, we're always big fans of keep it simple, stupid, uh, so, you know... I think that that works just fine, and maybe just having weapons that, or maybe being able to get more master runes, or yeah, getting more rune slots in your weapons could make the game more exciting for higher level characters, but uh, if you want, if anyone wanted to make grand master levels for any of those runes...
2: Uh, Ooh, we wouldn't want to be able to put this on a podcast fine. or something. Mm-hmm. I can, that could be pretty neat,
1: Wouldn't be terribly difficult to make them, except for maybe like the rune of slowing and the rune of paralysis. Mm-hmm. Because once, once, because if you continue to decrease the cost of that paralyzed stunt, that gets pretty nasty. Uh, especially if you follow its normal progression and make it cost like three stunt points and have a target number 19 constitution stamina test or become stunt paralyzed for mm. the rest of the game counter. Uh, that's, that's pretty unkind.
2: Yeah, that could be rough.
1: So, with that in mind, I hope that answers your question, Toby. We appreciate the question, as always and of course for those out there listening if you have a question about the Dragon Age RPG whether it's mechanics build suggestions questions about lore clarifications about old episodes or anything else send, it to a, send a message to one to the latest podcast at gmail.com send it to us through our Facebook Twitter Tumblr Google Plus or SoundCloud accounts send a personal message to Kot the Protector or Heal or Puff on the Green Running Forums or send a message to Kot or Lease on the D20 Radio Forums that's, that's us. us
3: and if you have questions for the rest of us ask them yeah, you we'll get you in touch. <laughs> they know how to get in touch with the rest of us
1: Right, yeah, we'll pass it along. All right, uh, we're gonna skip the distant verses this time because we gotta talk about them elves. Mm-hmm. Them elves in the city mm-hmm. are getting awfully rowdy.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I forgot to come up with a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: oh,
1: <that's> sad.
2: No.
0: <laughs>
2: what do I do? I have failed you, my
1: people. Let's see. Have you? You have. You. You haven't failed the people.
2: I guess Uh, you could say it's an Atra. I guess you could say it's an Atra city. Oh! I got city in there. I did it. I did it. The D minus is a passing grade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I guess this is the main topic for today.
0: Is it fate or chance?
1: So you're a city elf.
3: Oh boy. Turn I'm very to pages. Very sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're sorry. We're for sorry you. about you. We're uh, sorry what has happened to you.
1: Love you, love you to death. But oh, oh man. Uh, turn to pages 17 and 18 in the Corville book, and you can see the background for yourself. Uh, so to start things out, uh, what's a city elf? Ask around the table. I got some. I got. I wrote some things down. But mm-hmm. what do we think of when we hear city elf?
3: I think of uh, an elf who most likely grew up in an alienage somewhere in Thetis is impoverished, has either experienced some um, not-so-fun times with humans, or knows of a lot of people who have experienced not-so-fun time with humans, and they've tried to pull themselves up by their bootstraps to learn a thing or two to keep them above... The humans, yeah. and everybody else in the city.
2: Uh, I definitely think of uh, the quintessential disenfranchised group. Like, they are, mm-hmm. they are a people that have been really just given no opportunity to thrive and have had all available opportunities taken from them. Right. It's, uh, it's a group that struggles, and yet still manages to find a certain amount of its own culture and its own sort of significance... And as we know, very, very like capable and strong characters can come from these from a background that has this sort of hardship. Right. And uh, I think they're a really good launching point for characters that uh, want to show what it means to really overcome.
4: Mm-hmm. Leona? I just I think of the worst, worst thing, thing I could, could think, think of, of growing, growing up, up, and then I make it worse. worse. And add poverty and... No, no hope of getting, getting out of that poverty, really. Yeah. Oh.
1: But,
4: but even then, you know, they do, like Jess said, said, they have this... They do have, have their own culture, culture and their own... their own way of, you know, you know, making it work for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And, but it still oh. sucks. It's just the worst.
3: It's just the worst. It is the
4: worst. <inaudible> and even, you know, if you get some... <laughs> you get yeah, one elf, elf that, you know, you know, really maybe does something great, and it probably, probably won't last. Uh,
0: it's not
1: going to end up. one exception. exception. Well, well, maybe maybe two.
4: two. A couple exceptions. Yeah, there are very There's, there's a couple exceptions. exceptions. Mm-hmm.
1: So, a city elf, very simply put, uh, to very much simplifies it, is an elf who lives in human cities. Uh, after the exalted march that crushed the Dales and scattered the elves, Divine Renata I declared that if the elves gave up their pantheon in favor of the maker, they would be given space to live in human cities.
2: Also, just side note, I kind of like how you're like, so what do you guys think city elves are? And we all gave these really long, like, sort of uh, philosophical answers, and you're like, well, I think a city elf is an elf that lives in a city. And it's like, thanks. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we had this talk.
1: Hey, you know. Um, despite this so-called charity of Divine Renata I, elves live at the mercy of their human neighbors as second-class citizens. Oh, yeah. They live in small ghettos of the cities called alienages, and while these alienages keep them isolated from their human neighbors, this also gives them a space to build their own relationships and culture. City elves are a little like their Dalish cousins, adapting to life in, in cities and towns by getting jobs, worshipping the Maker, and learning to avoid trouble from their oppressors. By this point in history, City Elf is all but considered a separate ethnicity from Dalish Elf, much like surface dwarves are, to, are to their Orzammar cousins. Mm-hmm. So, who in Dragon Age has this background? We've got some cool, some big names to throw at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one that folks are probably going to notice right away is Sarah. Ah,
3: oh, uh, good old Sarah.
1: Yep. From Dragon Age Inquisition. She's technically a City Elf. She was born in Denerim, uh, and not She's really...
2: a quintessential City Elf. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, if I recall she wasn't actually uh, a lot of her childhood was not raised around the elves. Uh, she was actually ended up being adopted by a human family oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. by a, a, a noble I think who considered it a charity and oh,
0: uh, great.
1: unfortunately ended up kind of instilling in Sarah a, a strange distance from her own people hmm. And pride cookies pride, pride cookies cookie. happened
4: fried cookies <laughs>
1: gotta have <them. laughs> uh another example is Briala from the Dragon Age Empire of Masks and of course from Inquisition uh and the and one of my my favorite one of my favorite quests in that game uh uh Wicked Eyes and Wicked Hearts oh
3: yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah you can decide whether or not to side with oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> are you doing spoilers for <laughs> no, Inquisition yet
1: not. uh it, until Dragon Age 4 comes out pretty much uh Dragon Age 2 and Origins are fair game. Yeah, that's uh, true. They've been out yeah. for a while. Inquisition has not been out quite as long. Once Dragon Age 4 starts rolling around, we'll probably lift that.
2: Spoiler. Yeah, we may we may not, you know, worry about it forever, but let's, let's try <laughs> to keep things... Who knows? We've probably said some really, really spoilery things about certain characters by now anyway, but let's just... We'll but yes, yeah, Brielle is, is
3: an interesting character to... Mm-hmm. to interact. With. Oh, for sure. Especially if you're an Elven Inquisitor.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that she is the one... She is, like, a char- the one character in the Dragon Age universe who's got a double-digit perception score.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> she nice.
2: sees everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, one person who I think could go on this list... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are a couple of ways you can you can run this particular character but i think mm-hmm. that uh Zeverin could be easily argued to be a city elf Ooh, as well. that's
1: true dang that you know that's right
2: i mean antivan uh antivan wayfarer could work for him as well
1: mm-hmm. but i could see both
2: he he uh you know he qualifies an elf that grew up in a city so by ren's definition he is a city elf
3: and there's yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> By my really cut and dry de- <laughs> in a, in a Definition
3: From our own campaign There's Kaylin uh, Callion
2: The Callian. one who The one who always seems to come up No matter what oh. we do No matter how hard we try Yep.
1: She is an infectious She is an infectious being
3: And, oh. and a crucial part of Gets this podcast Gets in your head
1: mm-hmm. It's true And Callion approves
2: It's true Yeah, those are the ones that I'm aware of. I think you had a couple of other elves that were from... Yes,
1: a couple characters from some other bits of Dragon Age media. Uh, There is Garahel, who was the hero of the Fourth Blight. The Grey Warden who ended the Fourth Blight was technically a city elf. Uh, Garahel is from Dragon Age Last Flight. Uh, I believe Garahel had the last griffin in existence. Uh, oh, that's right. Named Crookie Tail,
2: mm-hmm.
4: yeah. yep.
1: Uh, I actually haven't read that book yet, and I'm really upset. I still need to find it. Oh, it's, it's so good. good. Uh, yeah,
4: we need to get on that.
1: It's written by Leanne Murciel, and, and Leanne Murciel writes oh, good stuff. Oh,
2: I love stuff. her stuff. She did some great stuff for Pathfinder, too. Yeah, she
1: writes such good stuff. Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> the gushing's already happening. Uh, <laughs> we're, let's see, so we're all bad. here. We're so We're so ready for it. Um, uh, from the recent comic book series in Dragon Age Knight Errant, there's Veya. And I really like Veya. Veya's really cool. hmm And then, uh... And then, uh, I'll, probably a lesser known one from Dragon Age, The Stolen Throne, is Catriel. Who, uh, who was, uh, a bard who was supposed to manipulate, uh, can't, Oh, my God. Uh, King Maric. And, say, mm-hmm. and, or wasn't king just yet, was supposed to manipulate Maric and, uh... Things Got Complicated. It's a good book. You should go read that one, too. I cool. like that one.
4: Well, uh... It's been a long time to... since I've read that one. Oh, man. Uh, I, I
2: gotta read some of these books. Is what I gotta do. David
1: Gator's really good at, like, writing very painful, messy romances. Oh,
3: good.
2: Boy, we hadn't figured that out yet.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's like a <laughs> <barric>, except human.
2: <laughs> Hashtag somebody romanced Solus. Like,
0: oh!
2: Whoa. Oh! I don't... Mmm... <laughs>
1: Oh. I hate Did you romance
2: I, I, Solas? No! Okay. No. I just, I mean, somebody out there in the world, there's enough Soul and art out there that somebody romanced Solas. Every time
1: I open the podcast Tumblr, there they are.
2: But, uh, as far as, like, mechanics go for City Elves, mm-hmm. they are, like, primo Dex build background.
3: Like, if you want to be the rogiest rogue, City Elf, city Elf, Elf is the way to do it. Oh, yeah. Like... Daggers in the dark. That if you want to do that, city elf is your jam.
1: Or if you just want to be like a real fast warrior, that that can be pretty cool too. That is
2: true. true. You get the dex increase for <laughs> in the background, and all your focuses are dex based. And uh, the two focuses you get to choose between are dexterity, stealth, and perception. Seeing like those, these are. This is rogue stuff.
3: Like, this is how you rogue 101.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, the only downside right now, as a city elf, is you don't know any languages besides trade tongue, but...
2: Yeah, well, to be honest, there you know, a lot of other backgrounds also have that problem. True. Like, there aren't that many that give you another language.
1: Picking up languages is hard. Mm-hmm.
2: It is. It's really not worth it. I'm sorry.
1: I think there's one There's one background we haven't touched on yet that I'm pretty sure can like, start you with like four languages.
3: Wow. Like,
1: it's crazy. Is that, we'll, we'll
3: is get that to the it. Orlesian
1: one? Uh, I don't think so. I think, I want to say it's either the Saharan Convert or the Ravani Merchant. Well,
3: Let's,
2: mm. let's look, work we'll on, get on the that. one that we're already on. We'll like, get to like that. We...
1: So you're stuck with just trade tongue and probably know uh, a couple of words in Elven, but mostly like uh, the important stuff. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, like, uh, like the basics and stuff that you use as like every day as, uh, proper nouns, uh, and names and, and like titles and such, uh, but not definitely not enough to carry a conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's see. Uh, the ability increases and focuses from the table are mostly ge- geared towards communication, cunning, dexterity, and perception, making a very solid case for a ranged rogue. Mm-hmm.
2: And also the fact that you can roll dexterity bows as a focus on the table at level one. That's pretty nice. Range rogue. Excellent.
3: That's a, that's a pretty good focus to have if you're going to uh, be ranged.
2: If you're if you're a city elf that is a mage, you're but the, the you either end up taking the circle mage, uh, what's it called the circle mage background or the apostate background, depending on whether or not they found you. It's true. Either way. Being a regular city elf pretty much becomes impossible. All right.
1: I do like the idea of an apostate city maid, city elf though. Mm. Oh
2: yeah. Somebody who's like secretly an elf. Oh, that that, would or not secretly an elf <laughs> <laughs> secretly an <laughs> elf a- <laughs> hide my ears for life. Like someone who's secretly a mage and hides it, like that would be mm-hmm. that'd be pretty awesome.
1: But provides like healing services to the community because the circle mages won't come into the healing age. Well,
2: You remember the thing that I was doing for a while until I got circle mage rights was I would like put a poultice on somebody and then like try to cast through the poultice and make it look like I wasn't actually healing somebody. <laughs> oh, I remember I did that. a lot of that in the early ages, so I can imagine that being a very popular uh
1: popular little trick. Yes.
2: Yeah. And, uh...
1: So um that's so those are the basics. Uh, we're going to get into some of the nitty-grittier lore stuff. And, uh, Leona, this is what we got you on for. Because we know really? we, we all like to talk about this. And I know you like to talk about it.
3: I do like to talk about it.
1: So, we're going to talk about a little bit about the Exalted March of oh, the Dales.
3: Oh, boy, the Exalted oh, March. Oh,
1: Where all this garbage starts. Oh, dear. Oh, dear,
3: oh, dear.
1: Uh, Leona, would you like to take it away?
3: Do you want to tell us about? <laughs> All it? right, so
1: you can read or paraphrase. Um,
4: after Andraste's rebellion against Havinter, she gave the Dales to the Elves, uh, mm. who hung out there for almost four hundred years. And then the Second Blight rolled around, in, I think about one five.
1: Something like that.
4: About yeah. something like that. One five, one ten, something, something like that. that. Very early in the uh, first devi- in the Divine Age. And it lasted for about ninety years, and everybody asked the du- the elves for help, and the elves basically said, "Nope, not gonna help." Now we don't we'll watch.
1: <laughs> we don't meddle in the affairs well, well. of humans.
4: No, yeah. didn't, so, didn't do wonders for uh, the reasons. So the second <laughs> light lasted for um, about ninety years, and after that, Oof. the. Um, they kind of they had an exalted march against the Dales. the Dales, and the, the yeah. Elves lost. The, the ones, the lost. Lost. The the ones that submitted to the, the chantry, chantry were brought to the, brought the, to the, the cities and put, put into basic, into alienages, and, and they, they became, became the City, the city the Elves. The ones, ones that didn't did submit, submit um, basically, I guess, ran, ran away and, and became the Dalish. And that's where the split happened. That was, I think, in about two... 20-ish or so? I
1: think it was 220, actually. I was looking it up. 220? Was when they it lost it. was early the in
4: the uh, glory age. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then ten so... years later, the winter the let's see the winter palace in Halam Shural is already a popular vacation spot for the Orlesian nobility. It's so
2: <laughs> insulting. I just I'm, <sighs> oh I'm mad. I'm
4: still mad.
1: It's very Orlesian. It
4: is very
1: Orlesian. Ugh. Painfully Orlesian. Alright, so uh, Divine Renata's decree was: you know, give up your pantheon of gross pagan gods and you can come join the, the shiny Maker folk. Um, and we'll
4: let you live. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and en- do- <laughs> enjoy your squalor. Uh,
1: you c- yeah. <laughs> you get to live in the corner. We're letting
4: you box. live? What else do you
3: want?
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Jeez, ungrateful yeah. jerks.
3: <laughs> so demanding you have your lives but that's about it that's all you got
1: so yeah as a city elf you get to live in the city but you don't get to live where the humans live you get to live in the alienage unless you have extraordinary circumstances like sarah does you get to live in the slums referred to as the alienage mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
4: there's one city actually that you don't live in an alienage yeah, and that is actually halam
1: they oh, don't actually have right.
4: an alienage in Halamsharal.
0: They don't, um, that's right. But
4: basically, it's, it's not, not the greatest place. place. All of the humans it's live in the, the rich suburbs of Yeah. So there's just no gates. like Right. There's no... Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, not... yeah you're not fenced in.
1: Well, that's nice. I mean... <laughs> isn't <yeah>. that ritzy?
4: Little <laughs> <Real laughs> victories. It's nicer. Maybe. maybe? <laughs>
1: I suppose we'll take what we can get. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs>
4: You're alive.
1: Yeah, we'll go with that one. Uh, because So you live <laughs> in an alienage, probably. Um, so uh, one of the questions the GM is probably going to ask right away is which one? There are plenty of alienages that are already uh, fleshed out through Dragon Age media, but there's also plenty that are not, which means that you get to make one up. Let's see. If your campaign, especially if your campaign uh, takes place outside the usual bounds, uh, like of Ferelden or Lay in the Free Marches, then you have that unique opportunity to craft your own alienage that your character came from. Um, your character could have been born there, or they could have moved there when a matchmaker paired them with a city elf from a different alienage. Uh, they can range in populations from only a few dozen members to the ten thousand folks who are crammed into Val Reo's, uh alienage, which. Ooh, I understand, is not much bigger than Denerim's Market.
3: Which is not big enough.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's that's not that's nice. not
4: sustainable. Nope. And then if you've read the Stolen... The Masked Empire, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. There, there's oh. problems with the Val Royale alienage. alienage.
1: Uh, yep. <laughs> they have, like, super... No spoilers. They have, like, super high walls, uh... They're not even allowed, practically not even allowed to look at the rest of the city, and it's, the walls are so high that they venom, that their tree, their, uh, their people, their tree of the people only gets sun at midday.
2: Gross. Gross.
1: Gross. Gross. Let's see. Uh, so alienages are cut off from the rest of the city, and they have gates that can be locked and barred if they need to uh, contain, uh, saw so rebellion or a revolt or contain pa- plagues.
3: Quote unquote, plagues. Yeah. yeah. What they consider to be mm.
0: plagues.
1: The exact details of your alien age can vary, but they can, uh, add some flavor to your character's background and to where, to where your character comes from. Uh, there are a couple of common traits, which we'll cover here. Uh, Alien Age's isolation from humans, uh, who mostly ignore or ridicule elves in the cities, makes Alien Ages a safe space for elves to exist without apologies. Uh, can
2: we put giant quotation marks around the word safe?
1: Yeah, yeah
3: definitely. Enough. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
3: Especially if you play the first Dragon Age game mm-hmm. and you are a city elf.
2: City elves go through some problems yeah. pretty much everywhere. So it's
3: true.
2: you get to exist... And develop a sort of cultural identity, but the actual level of safety, your it's, mileage may vary.
3: It's true.
1: So, city elves uh, and see, um, have communities that are usually close and they're very caring for their members. They look out for each other and probably know a lot of each other by name. Uh, they know a handful of elven words, but uh, only for specific titles and names. Uh, and despite their difficult lives, they are proud of being elven. Uh, they keep to as many of the old elven ways as they can recall, which unfortunately becomes less, becomes less and less every generation. Um... But then they, of course, fill the gaps with their own traditions, and your alien age may have some specific traditions. Maybe they remember a bit more about the old ways, or maybe they remember even less about the old ways, and it's become very, maybe it's become very Andrastian, maybe it's uh, a secular thing, maybe maybe it's something completely off the wall, and maybe there's some bullet magic, who knows, oh. you know? Stuff happens.
0: Yes! yes. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, never. That wouldn't happen.
2: Not in an alien. Who does that?
1: Who does that? Uh, so, of course, you're living in the slums. Poverty yeah. is a constant of the de- of uh, city elf life. If you're yeah.
2: a city elf, you are almost certainly not well off. Yeah,
3: you're certainly poor and hungry, off at the same time.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Uh, city elves are usually openly mocked or teased or even struck on human streets with little or no protection from the law. Uh, and I think uh, one of the books that we played actually says that uh, killing in the defense of an elf is technically against the king's law in Ferelden. Um.
2: Mm-hmm. um well. According to. The newer king better be changing this nonsense. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't help but feel like he wouldn't be down for that. Yeah. Puppy Harry King. Puppy King 2.0. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, You've got a king, right? Say, or we're... did
2: you just keep uh, what's, queen? Queen Anora. What's
3: Inora? her name? Power.
4: I decided that nah, I. i got right the about... puppy king. Okay, yeah. good puppy
3: king 2.0. Yeah,
4: puppy king oh, all wow. the way. Yeah, <laughs> in my personal playthroughs, my warden is a queen. So yeah, me too. Cool. Me too. Queens. <laughs> Queens. <laughs> Queens. Uh, queen. Queen uh, of Ferelden.
1: Queens of Ferelden. Ooh, that should be a band.
4: Mm-hmm. Hey, I
2: mean, I, I got I got some vocals. If you guys got like guitar or anything, we could be the Queens of Ferelden. let's do this. We'll get copyright infringement. <laughs> I, I can play bagpipes.
3: Yes!
0: yes!
2: Yes!
3: I can play keyboard.
2: <laughs> oh, I am slick. so down for this. Let's let's have a jam session one of these days. I, yeah, I want that. Yeah.
1: Woo! All right.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I'm very excited about that. Let's let's continue.
1: Mm-hmm. Um so Uh, Unless you are starting a band called the Queens of Ferelden, uh, money is going to be hard to come by for you as a city elf, (laughs) Um, especially because you're living in a city of humans uh, where you are very unlikely, you are very likely to be passed up for the job because uh, someone was more qualified.
3: Oh,
4: yes. Uh, And it also... There is no affirmative action. (laughs)
1: Uh, and, of course, there's also plenty of stereotypes of the city elves that paints them as dangerous scoundrels and cunning thieves. Uh, which, you know, doesn't help anybody and, unfortunately, sometimes has to be played too because that's your only option.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, general tools of the trade as far as disenfranchising entire groups of people.
1: Yep, yep. So, you're probably... Uh, um, if your character is has the city elf background... You're, you've got the stats of an adventurer, you've got a full set of gear, so you're probably doing pretty well for a city elf by this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would probably be quite well known uh, as someone who has, you know, gotten some, gotten some decent armor. I mean, if you start as a warrior, you start with like, heavy, you start with like, heavy leathers.
3: Yeah, and that's not cheap. Yeah. Right?
1: Not, is that right? Or no, Was it light leathers?
2: That might be light leathers. Still not cheap. Either way, that is that is not bad. Uh,
1: having a full suit of decent armor, that's, that's hard to come by uh, and say in an elven city, or a uh, hell of an alienage. Um, a couple of specific bits that uh, city elves have uh, includes their Harren, uh which is the leader of an alienage. Uh, Haran is the elven word for elder, uh, and they're akin to a Dalish Keeper. Uh, in Dalish clans, there is often a Haren as well, but they're usually not magical like the keepers. They're usually lore keepers and storytellers, and they teach the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, they work with the keepers, but defer to the keepers' judgment. The Haren of an alienage is the heart and soul of the community, overseeing matchmaking, guiding the alienage spiritually, and representing the alienage to outsiders.
2: And is not magical. Ever. Ever. Sure.
1: Right? Uh-huh. Never.
2: Sure. We'll go with that. Not we'll even with... once.
1: Mm-mm. All those those flashes of light are uh, and fireworks.
2: Yeah, they, fireworks. <laughs> it's an naming crystal.
1: <laughs> it's it's an old daily trick. You wouldn't understand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Harons are a really big deal in city elf communities. Many alienages treat the Harons as family, whether or not they're actually related. And uh, they're they're pretty they're pretty well close to just about everybody in
3: the alienage. Well, they are very important in their communities, and with. Oh, a good Haran, uh alienage would not function as well as it could no
2: gotta have that Mm -mm. and they uh they select on merit i believe yes as far as harens go it's not like an inherited title it's uh stuff like you know can you handle things under pressure how are you at problem solving can you talk to somebody without messing it up
3: so, can we deal uh, with the humans and the Chantry? Yes,
2: can you tolerate the humans for long enough to get away from them? Uh, that's a big deal. So, yeah, they choose from the people who are, you know, the best balance of wise, cunning, and charismatic. Uh,
1: they're the ones who's going to have to speak to the human authorities, uh, which grants them a small amount of authority, but not, like, real political power. Uh the human oth- the human officials may specifically request them, but that's about as ritzy as it's going to get.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and it is not unheard of for an alienage to have multiple harons. Uh, they often have a head haran, like a uh, who represents the alienage, uh, but delegates tasks to other harons to keep the alienage's affairs running smoothly, especially for bigger alienages. I say,
2: if you're in Valroyo, there better be more than one haron. There better be.
1: For ten thousand people, I'd hope so. I hope so. Yeah. So, uh, you as a player who has taken this background, you probably know your Haran by name.
3: Or, or you know them well enough to either chat with them idly, or you've known them just by reputation alone.
2: Yeah, you, you know them at least reasonably.
1: Uh, another very specific and uh, aspect of Dal- uh, Dalish. I keep saying Dalish because uh, right. you've got
2: a lot of Dalish hanging got, out. I you got a lot it. of Dalish it's in this true. room.
1: And, and can Dalish can on the other side the of the way, camera.
2: Yeah, Dalish. Just a whole bunch of Dalish queens. Maybe we should just Open be here. the Dalish queens. The Dalish queens.
4: Oof. Oh, that'd be good too.
2: Yeah, I like that.
3: I'd <laughs> have to learn mandolin for that band. I'm actually thinking about picking up mandolin Me too.
1: Oh man. What's going on here? <laughs> I mean I mean, you know, if we start something up, then we can always use it on the podcast. It's right?
2: true. Yep. I mean it's fun stuff. You know I've been intending to take my show on the road as far as it goes. So but yeah. We should we should do some music sometime. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, so this and uh, see, of course we're talking about the Venadal, the tree of the people, it is the most visually striking aspect of City Elf culture. Uh, it is usually a tall and strong tree that grows in an open space, like a market square or a wide street in the alienage. Uh, and there, some see some of them now understand it as a symbol of Arlathan, the original home of the Elven, with deep roots and stretching branches, and it's supposed to represent the kind of deep-rooted strength that it means to be Elven. A lot of uh, Elves unfortunately have forgotten this much, and they just kind of tend, to, tend the the Venadal as a matter of course, just because they always have. Um, no, it's, but most communities and alienages usually give this tree a lot of love and, and they, they paint things on its bark and roots they protect it from fires they water it uh, and, and, but not all alienages have them um, some simply cannot tend to such a large plant and they wither and some even have to resort to chopping them down for firewood maybe yeah. during a particularly nasty winter or because the human officials are jerks and decided to take it from you
2: I feel like, or because humans mm-hmm. are jerks, is a really good reason for just about any exception to city elf life. You're probably right. It just yeah yeah it's like you had this unless the humans decided you didn't.
1: Fair
4: fair. Long they let you live. Again, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. got life. What are you whining about? That's about
2: like, all you get. Get
1: over <laughs> it. Ugh. Oh man, night errant Night Errant's a rough, comic.
3: It's true.
2: Oh, yeah, and speaking of things that are tragic and horrible and the humans are jerks, let's talk about purges. Oh, yes,
4: fabulous purges. <laughs> oh, fun times. Oh,
1: uh, well. Pretty much... Um... Uh, so, and anyone <laughs> oh. want to tell me what a purge is?
4: Ooh. Well,
2: I mean... It, it's exactly what you it's, think it's, it is. It's when it's like what it says
4: on the tin. It's, uh, it's you know they go in and say oh the city elves. It's yeah
3: basically it is when the city decides that either in case there's a plague, uh, a revolt, overpopulation, or whatever thing they think it'll make them look good to the nobles. That one and, definitely
1: happens sometimes. Oh yeah.
3: They decide mm-hmm. you know what we need to make everything. Better is to kill a bunch of defenseless people in the alienage, and that's what happens
2: yeah and it's mm. it's uh largely it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of rhyme or reason to who gets killed. it seems to be more frequently whoever has the bad luck to be in the way when the soldiers arrive like pretty much it's yeah. like just go in yeah. and murder some elves because that's what we do around here and uh even the threat of a purge is enough to keep all but the most rebellious selves in check. Because like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: when you realize that your actions, even if you're using them to try to like better your station or gain more rights for your people, when you realize that one slip could cost the lives of everyone you know and love, you tend to be careful about what it is that you're going to do
3: next. Or just make sure you don't get caught.
2: And better hope. Even though they'll probably blame you anyway.
3: That's true. That's Yeah, what it doesn't matter anyway. if you're caught or not.
2: It's true. <laughs> They're just going to assume it was you.
3: The humans will find yep. some way to blame you for something, even though you were not even there.
2: Yep. So be aware that that is something that, if you were playing a city elf character, something that probably hangs over your head just at all times. This, this, this concern, this fear like, of uh, mm-hmm. the dreaded purge. Yep.
1: You're a super cool adventurer, but, you know, stir the pot a bit much.
3: Yeah, and you'll have everybody then. Yeah.
2: Although, uh, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, their relationship with their...
3: Uh, Wilder counterparts.
2: Yes. With their, the Queens of the Dales. Their more nomadic counterparts, yes. The Dalish. Their Dalish queens. Yeah,
1: the Dalish queens.
3: We have uh, more experience with.
2: Yeah. But for City Elves, the Dalish are almost mythical.
3: It's true. When they see them, they are almost overcome with reverency or wanting to worship them. Even if the Dalish themselves don't want it. Well, yeah,
2: the Dalish usually look down on City Elves in some less than charming ways. Sort of pitying them. It's more...
4: It's like they feel, yeah, feel sorry for them. You're oh, you, poor, poor, you poor, poor things.
2: Yeah, it reminds me of the, You're uh... You're not real elves. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me very much of how in the Pathfinder setting, the, um, the forlorn, the elves that grow up with humans, are treated by their elven sort of families if they ever go back to, like, elven settlements. It's so, like, oh, you poor thing. You yeah, bless your heart. Like, not there's not much respect <laughs> we'll, we'll for them for, and their we'll point of view.
3: for you. Stuff like that.
2: Yeah, like, at best, they're sort of lost children, and at worst, they're traitors to their heritage. Whether or not they have mm-hmm. any, you know, control over that, spoilers, they, they do not. Uh, the Dalish were the ones who refused
3: the offer to live among the humans, right?
1: Right. That's right. Yep.
3: yep. They did not want to be cowed and put into cages.
1: They flipped the table and said, "Nope, we're going to the woods."
3: Bye, <laughs> bye, 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 bye. And, uh, sometimes the Dalish
2: less tactfully call the city elves flat ears, which you know yeah. that's what the that's what the uh, city elves need somebody else making a slur about their ears. Like, yeah, nobody needs that. But some actually I can't do win view... either way. Yeah, some of them do view them as people that need help and deserve some assistance. It happens.
1: It does happen. Actually, yeah. happens in Night Errant. Yeah. Uh, one of the city elves has a Dalish keeper who uh, Dalish keeper who's their uncle.
2: I mean, we we certainly tried to do everything we could for the city elves, mm-hmm. and we then did. built a nation. So deal with it, humanity. We rock. It's true. Just saying.
1: Our campaign was pretty cool. It
4: was yeah. pretty cool. I missed yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Especially for the elves of Thetis. Of yeah, it was, a, it was
4: a good day. Good day. And in Origins, okay. there, there was, was one, one elf, the city a city elf, in Indian the Dalish clan who was learning to be Dalish. And oh, the clan was helping him oh, learn, oh, to be, learn, to learn to be to be an elf, basically. Right? I think his name was Paul. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, good luck, guy. You're going to need
1: it. Oh, dang, doesn't he, he die? He died
3: in? later.
4: He
1: dies in two! He died. No! He died in two, yes. Oh, uh, the Vortero got him.
3: Oh man, oh, yeah, that's, that's just right.
4: sad.
1: Yeah, so. I know, right?
4: Wow, what but a if, way you to play, go. if you He was in. If you played the Dalish origin, he
1: mm-hmm. was
4: there, and you could talk to him, and they would tell you about the differences between you know city elves and Dalish.
2: Right. Oh man, but to be someone who's trying to become Dalish and then die to a Vartaril of all things—that's just like. Like, that feels like something Alanis Morissette should have sung about in the 90s. That's right. that's some ridiculous nonsense right there. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Martials are... Were originally out? made to protect the elven people. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sad. That is, I'm sad. I think
1: we have your first song for Queens of the... Da- for Danish Queens. <laughs> Queens of the Dales.
2: <laughs> A bagpipe mandolin vocals version of Ironic by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> I don't know if the world is ready for this. <laughs>
1: I'm ready for I it. I
2: mean, I'm ready. <laughs> my heart, my heart is ready. My we body all, is ready. We all
1: come out on stage with Valislin and Fancy and some ears on and...
2: And immediately get sued for copyright infringement from, like, two different companies. I mean,
1: probably. It's but...
2: okay. Mm-hmm. We can, say, we can that. say it's a
3: parody. Uh, yeah, we, we, try.
0: we can try.
1: It's, <laughs> it's a derivative work.
3: It's a derivative work. It's a parody band. We're fine.
2: Oh, yeah. So let's look at some plot hooks. Some things that... uh could be that I believe you uh, you came up with some cool ideas yes. for things that could be used to get some city elves
3: going. And to introduce mm-hmm. people and to introduce the other players to your city elf and how they eventually join up with the rest of the group.
1: Or even some adventures to just include city elves in your yeah. adventure. Even if no one of yours is a city elf, then they can still benefit from some of these.
2: You came sure. up with these, you should tell us.
1: Okay. Yes. Uh The first one is uh, Wenna de Ladia, was a city elf who took up arms during the Third Blight and won many hearts with her skill and charms. Her name was used to spark revolts among alienages, so she was forced to disappear into obscurity. At a local alienage, the name Wenna is being used is being circulated once again. Her legend persists among the city elves to this day, and it seems that one has claimed they are one of her descendants. Oh, thank you. Uh, and and uh, they, see, uh, they claim that, uh, that they are helping the—they retur- have returned to help the pure people rise up against their oppressors. They supposedly have a magic longbow called Tanasarin, once used by Wenna herself. Mm. And the city elves flock to them as a scion of Wenna's might. This will not sit well with the humans of the alienage city. And how this event plays out can change drastically based on the location and what the PCs want to do about it.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if you're a Valyrian. Oof. That would
1: be mm-hmm. his. then he got, got Chevaliers to deal with.
3: Mm, gross. Uh, speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of. Speaking of Chevaliers. Chevaliers. This is awful. Them being oh, awful yeah. People.
1: This like, one.
4: like <laughs> alien ages are bad. Being a city elf is bad. But being a city elf in Orlais, I think, is just.
3: It's just infinitely a worse. For it's a recipe yeah. for disaster.
4: And, and, and this is why.
1: This is Yes, we, know we want to start
4: as uh, well. Huh?
1: <laughs> uh, an informal and shameful test is often given to, uh, to Chevaliers near the completion of their training. Uh, they are tasked with finding a criminal and putting them to the sword for the good of the Empire. Oh, it's no surprise that these criminals are often city elves who happen to cross the path of the intoxicated Chevalier to be on the wrong night. A city elf in Valroyo has lost their sibling to this cruel oh, test and approaches the PCs to have justice done. Will the heroes take them up on it? If they do, how will they go about punishing people who essentially have diplomatic immunity in Orle?
2: You're going to have to go outside the law. This yeah. is some vigilante nonsense. Like, well, the, a... the nonsense has to be vigilanteed, I guess, is more better is a better way to put it. Alor
3: would travel just for this. She would Oh yeah, be like, no. Okay. Let I me mean, get my pet dragon and say, we'll finish this.
2: We we've taken out a couple of chevaliers in our time. Oh yeah, so... horse punch. Yeah, horse horse punch. <laughs> Bless the horse's horse fair game. Horse Bam. Fair. <laughs> and then Callie beat him in the tourney, and I was oh, so God. happy. It was a good time. We ruined his life a little bit. That's okay. That's
3: uh, okay. He, <laughs> he, said, he was a douche.
1: We, were, uh, he, we he were, had somebody <laughs>
2: punch me in the face, and then everybody jumped him. Oh, and it was yeah.
1: great. We played the Autumn Falls from uh, the core book, and we've we, we leveled, oh, yeah. we leveled it up a little bit, and uh, shenanigans ensued.
2: Oh, so many shenanigans. Many shenanigans. <laughs>
1: Especially involving. I love
3: shenanigans.
1: Yeah. They are the best. Dragon Age shenanigans get pretty great. (laughs)
3: It's they true. do,
1: especially because they tend to end up involving kissy faces.
3: It's true, and there's a lot of true in Well, that's content. why we play Dragon Age, right? Kissy
1: Faces. Yeah. Right, yeah. we know what yeah. game we're playing. You
3: have to smooch people.
1: It's <laughs> Dragon Age.
3: It's Dragon Age. If you
1: don't smooch right.
2: somebody,
3: there's something...
2: Like, you don't have to smooch people, but you're missing like a third of the game if you don't smooch people.
3: It's so it's... true.
2: It's secretly a dating simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, uh... Something a little bit less super depressing and yeah. maybe just regular depressing. What's the next yeah. one? Uh,
1: your City Elf PC is down on their luck. Surprise. <laughs> surprise, uh, surprise. But a friend recommends going to a human named Skull who pays very well for work. Turns out this is dangerous, illegal, and punishable by death kind of work. <laughs> of course! Uh, but the hero may not find this out until they are in okay. the thick of it. <laughs> Uh, even worse Skull can simply claim that elves were acting up should you get caught and get off without so much as a slap on the wrist for your deeds uh, what is this PC's next move leave this work or try to turn the tables on their employer
0: mm. yeah
2: there are some really good opportunities for getting back at the humans oh, in yeah. some of these hooks and I think that <laughs> I think people now should... we
1: get paid to kill Shems yes <laughs>
3: I'm... yes now I get paid to kill Shems <laughs>
1: Uh, I actually kind of love the idea of of an el like a city elf crime lord who mm-hmm. actually like hires humans oh. to pretend to be the actual crime lord uh, as kind of like the as like the mouthpiece because no one's gonna listen to a city to a city elf but they'll all listen to this human I found <laughs> right because that's how it works.
3: <laughs> it, that would definitely be an interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, adversary to come up against. Uh, have the
1: PCs finally catch the crime lord and then find out there was a bigger fish behind that, behind that crime lord.
3: Surprise! So, there's always a
1: bigger, fish. Always there a bigger
3: always, fish. There is always a bigger fish.
1: And this is like a 17th level rogue bigger fish.
3: Oh, that is bigger
1: fish. Uh, the next one is uh, a local Haran entreats the PCs to speak to the local revered mother and convince her to officiate weddings for the elves of the alienage. The revered mother seems unwilling to officiate weddings for people who cannot make a donation to the church.
0: Oh, boy. Uh,
1: <sighs> <laughs> this may be accomplished uh, with some good diplomacy, some blackmail, stealing to secure a rather large donation for the mother, or even if one of the pieces will steal some of the mother's trappings and possessions to impersonate the revered mother in order to marry <laughs> the city elves. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> That could be fun. I love it. Oh, totally. Although,
2: all of these, each and every one of these has made me mad in individual time. Like, each of these stories you're telling me, I'm just like, like, I get indignant every single time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's not
1: gonna happen in our campaign.
2: Oh, heck no. We got three level 20 elven PCs who go shut that nonsense down.
1: I'm gonna kick some heads. Um... Although I thought that like like uh, impersonating an official would be a really just f- like uh, like it would add a little bit of goof to a, to, a, to a world that needs some goof.
0: It's yes true. I love
2: that idea.
1: Kind of like uh, kind of like the the jailbreak uh, oh, yes! at uh, Fort Dracon.
2: Oh yes oh that is amazing oh, we, yeah. twin brothers. <laughs> we are the Bro- famous <laughs>
1: Broma brothers.
2: I'm the pretty one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh. and Ogren go in there together that's oh God magic, or the uh the when if you send uh Win, Win and, and Morgan in and Morgan. there, they go in as a pair of chantry sisters, which mm-hmm. does not work out very well for anyone involved, but boy, is it funny? oh well, oh well, all right, so let's continue. let's get our cup last two in the all right. in yeah. here.
1: Uh, the lar- population of a large alienage in a large city is becoming very crowded. With a single building, single building accommodating nearly eight people at a time,
3: that is a lot of
1: people. The uh, Haran looks to the PCs to request to the local government that the alienage be expanded or that a second alienage be established within the city to make room. Unsurprisingly, the it's city not official. Like that one. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's
3: not good. Uh, <laughs> the city
1: officials won't even entertain these ideas. So the heroes must come up <laughs> with a solution of their own. Uh, they could help ferry elves from the alienage to another one in a neighboring town, uh, build a small community outside of the city walls, or even force the city officials to make the changes needed.
2: Yeah, I feel like option number two is just going to get burned down. Yeah, that's not going uh, to happen. M- m- option
1: off. number three is going to probably end up involving a purge. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. There really aren't any good, spoiler alert, there really aren't any good options for this one.
3: No. Th-
0: not really. You
2: know what? Impersonate a chantry mother. Just do it. You know, you know what? Maybe that'll fun. work. They won't see it coming. It's more fun.
1: All right. Uh, and this last one, I really, I really like this I one. Really oh, like this this one. Uh, things have this gotten uh, things have gotten out of hand. To
3: put it mildly, uh,
1: a young noble was found in bed with an elf, disgracing the family. Oh no! Uh, the noble rushes off with her oh, elven no. love to seek shelter and skip town, but they are cornered in the alienage. The officials claim that the elves have kidnapped the son of an important noble family and they must pay the price. Of
3: course they do.
1: Even the uh, maybe the elves lover is maybe the el- the elven lover is one of the PCs, maybe the noble is. The PCs may be simply passing through or maybe among the guards tasked with performing the purge could be residents of the alienage or could be all of the above. Uh, unless something is done, many innocents will die and not just elves. Several members of the local thieves' guild are from this alienage and have been looking for an excuse to cut some shem throats. Amid all this chaos, what will the heroes do?
0: Oh, there's...
2: again, can I can I cast my vote for impersonated Chancellor Mother? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Is that your solution? I'm thinking this is going to be a go-to.
2: I this is. Hold
1: up, everybody! You all need the Maker. <laughs>
2: okay. Need maker, something fierce, right now. Everyone here maker, needs some maker, real bad, right now. <laughs> and I am clearly the, the revered, a makerer, <laughs> a revered mother. Yes. No. This is this is how we solve problems now.
1: This is how we solve problems now. Impersonate chancy folk. I mean, that's that's fun, right?
2: Yeah. yeah nothing wrong with that.
1: Um, Leona, how, have you, do you have any city elves in your campaign?
4: Um, we had a couple short-term city elves. Okay. That were, um, a, a brother and sister set. Alright. Um, whose mother was actually killed by the Chevalier during the training. Their oh, training. No, gross!
0: Yeah,
4: and then the father, um, basically... Um his backstory was he uh became a drunk and then committed basically suicide by Chevalier. He went out and goaded a Chevalier into killing him and then So Yeah. Bad things happened to these two.
2: Not a whole lot of love. Bad bad things. Nope.
4: No. Bad things happened. But they got out during some chaos where the Haren was killed and. Oh, man. Oh. Became mercenaries. Neat. Great.
1: That sounds fun. Yeah, sounds <laughs> wow. like a bundle of laughs. <laughs>,
2: laughs. Na 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 na, na.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> So, we, yeah. <laughs> we had one city elf uh, who is sadly. The one that
3: we... always comes up. Yes. Kallion, our favorite Jeez. rogue.
1: She's too busy to come record an episode with us, unfortunately. She, hasn't she
2: uh, done one? At she, least she's one? done
1: one with us, I think, yeah. at the very least. Uh, we should get her on more often so that Callian can defend herself.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do talk some smack about Callian. That's how we uh, know she's not uh, listening these days, is because we can talk all the smack about Callian we want, and we don't true. get any angry phone calls. It's true.
3: Callian's, <laughs> Callian's a turd.
2: Nobody <laughs> likes Callian. Callian is a turd. <laughs> See that's how we're gonna know. We'll test. This is we're testing her. <laughs> all right. Well. All right.
1: So uh, I have. I think. I think we've purged all of the. Uh... Oh, oh no! Oh. You can't
0: make a purge oh. too soon. Too Very soon.
1: Too soon. Right, I, I'm bad. I'll, I'll go to the box of shame. S-
3: spoiler! It's
2: always. I feel too like soon. you've alienated our crowd. Oh,
1: oh there, it is.
2: Yeah. there it is. You yeah. can't see the finger guns, but there are finger guns. <laughs>
0: Bang,
1: bang! Well, uh, to to start closing out our show, if you like what we do, please consider supporting us on our new Patreon, uh, and not and you can not only get double votes on later episodes, but you can get the show a week early. Mm-hmm. If we get enough support, we can meet you at the Discord channel, start inviting people onto the show with us, uh, not unlike uh, having, I'd say having our good friend Leon on. Mm-hmm uh it's, we might become a weekly show or even start a new show for other age games although that's that's currently in the works
2: yes we're working on that we've got some really cool stuff in in mind and uh planned for the future as far as uh some fantasy age stuff goes, so.
3: Mm-hmm. And maybe, who knows? we we'll start branching out. Maybe we'll do some more actual play stuff. We yeah. could. What, uh, that you guys probably would
1: like. I have an idea for getting you three back together uh, as kind of like a Trespasser-esque oh, yeah! for the, yes! DLC well, for we, the campaign.
2: We gotta get Vinok in there, too, though. Yes. yes. Say, it's true. Say, May not be Elvin, but she is just as much a part of this really <laughs> ridiculous sorority of girls who are too young for the responsibilities given to them.
3: It's true.
1: Got three elf gals, and then a Kunari gal just towering over everybody
3: else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's our campaign in a nutshell.
2: Yeah, it's long and short. Uh,
1: so anything that you out there can contribute would be appreciated. You can find a link to our Patreon on our blog and in the post for this show, uh, if you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on our social media. Feel free to leave a comment or a question, or even tell us how your Dragon Age games are going.
0: Please
2: do. We love to hear about stuff oh, yeah. like that.
1: Uh, feel free to comment on, our, say, comment on our show on SoundCloud, and if you can, please please leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play. It helps us out.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, much appreciated.
1: Uh-huh. So, uh, it occurs to me, uh, Leona, I forgot to ask you if you wanted to have an outro.
4: I have an outro. Oh, you do!
1: <laughs> yes! All right.
4: That is how you know you it got a, a podcast It took me a week fan. to come up with an outro, but I but i, got, I, got I, I like think I got going. one.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, I all
2: right. I, I have okay. so much respect for you. Oh,
4: that's so good. <laughs> I crouch I had to crowdsource it oh, okay, to my to my a game group.
1: Nice. All right. Oh, Beautiful. Okay. But I think I got. Okay. Do we want to do a post show? A quick post show after this? Uh, maybe
2: you have to go to bed.
1: I'd be okay with the post show. Okay. Right? okay,
2: We can do some post show.
1: Right. We can just gush about Dragon Age for the yeah, rest of the show. If
4: Leona's, if Leona's got oh, time. Oh, I can, do time I for can gush. I got time. I can gush all night. Awesome. All
1: right. This is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that dragon die.
3: This is Jessica wishing you good heels and happy feels. This is Caitlin saying, when in doubt, hit it with a sword.
1: And this is Leona.
4: May the creators guide you on your way.
1: All right. I love it. Thank you so much for listening to the One is a the podcast. We'll catch you next time.
2: Have a great evening, everybody. Or morning, or whatever it is you're having. I don't know what it is, but it's great.
1: Bye. 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 Um. We all have our reasons for doing what we do. Mine happened to come with a set of strong hands. Welcome to the post show. Woo! Uh, we the
0: don't, show. We don't oh! do this. We don't do
1: this super often, but uh, when we do, uh, we start off with this disclaimer: the show's over. We've talked about our subject. We've. You can uh, go home if you want. Yes, so you we can go make... home if you like. We're, we're just gonna shoot the breeze now. We uh, might
2: swear. I'm sorry. Actually, no. We probably can't swear. We don't want the explicit tag. That's true. Sorry, no swearing. <laughs> not yet.
1: Let's see, yeah, this is, this That's is all... very,
4: very hard for me. Oh, <laughs> no, me caring. too.
0: Very oh,
1: yeah. I mean, for actually,
2: sure. it's not that hard, I guess, for me because I work in uh, child care, so I just have to flip the switch that puts mm-hmm. me in child care mode. Where it, although I might you know use some like you know I have to go potty or something like that I hate when that happens when you're like <laughs> working with kids but then you're done for the day and you're with a bunch yeah. of actual grown adults and you're like hold on I have to go potty and then you're like oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: that happens too you, know, you I've, know I've got kids and they're older
1: now but I actually. still do it
2: oh it's it it just never goes away I feel like it's just kind of
4: there uh
1: out of curiosity do your are your kids into Dragon Age.
4: Um, yes. Okay. To differing degrees. Okay. My older one is starting to get into it and my younger one will play Dragon Age two probably until the, the end, end of time.
1: There Fantastic. Go. Good choice. She
4: she my younger one she's more into video games than my older one is, so All right. but my older one actually wants to start a um tabletop.
0: All right.
1: So I'm going
4: to yeah, I'm going to dip my toe into the DM world. Oh,
0: fun!
2: Right. Well, kudos for bringing is... forth uh, the next nerd generation. Yes. <laughs> I
4: I I feel a deep responsibility to do that.
2: Yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll probably be joining that fight eventually, but uh maybe not yet. Have us uh. Well, and the fact that my kids
4: show. are my my kids okay. are older. I mean, they're 17 and 15, so okay, it's. You know, it's it's they're at that age where you can start doing this stuff with them a lot more, and they they know what's going on. Right?
3: uh, Yeah,
2: yeah. I was. uh, I worked at a middle school for most of the school year this year, and on the last day when we were all on our little field day outside, I found a little like area, a little grassy field area. That was away from everybody else, and a bunch of the kids that, you know, that I knew pretty well were there, and they were all hanging out, and they were playing this little, like, version of a D&D game that they had developed. Oh, man. And, like, Aww. you know, it was all a bunch of, like, 13, 14-year-olds playing D&D and sort of coming, sort of Calvin-balling it a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I was just so proud. I was so proud of them. I sat with them and watched them play for a while because <laughs> I just had this sort of... You know, Mama Bear pride no. for my kiddos,
3: <laughs>
2: and they did. They looked like they were having such a good time. They didn't get anything done, but boy, boy, it was fun to watch.
3: That's always. fun. I was fun. so
4: proud of them.
3: It's always fun to. Play. I mean, as long as they
4: had fun, it doesn't matter how much they accomplished, absolutely.
3: right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, that's why our last, uh, our epilogue episode of our campaign was the hot springs. It
4: was episode. legit a
2: hot springs episode.
3: Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> in so many ways.
2: Twentieth yep, level characters. Let's go to the hot springs like
3: <laughs> and embarrass puppy king 2.0 Well, you know, to be fair, that wasn't our fault. That was yeah, that's those tr- Callian's parents. Oh, that's I think. true. They well yeah, they invited all these like important people like the Empress. Yeah, the
2: Empress and uh Alistair, King Alistair ended up getting invited to the same hot springs on the same day and for some reason showed up, largely because we're really good at diplomacy <laughs> and did
3: not realize how good we were at diplomacy, because I guess they both wanted to see us again. And my character's like, okay, I'm going to be naked either way.
2: Oh, grand. Yes, that's <laughs> that's diplomacy, too. <laughs> that was Did fun. shenanigans ensue? More S- shenanigans S- than we can
3: even begin to describe. So many shenanigans.
4: Well, well then it was a success, I believe. Oh, it highly was. successful.
3: Lots of fun was had. Excellent.
1: And we Skyped in a player who had left the campaign for, I think, like, Two years. Of yeah, that yeah. She's actually wow. going to be in town next week, so I'm yeah. really super juiced
2: about it. But yeah, so she got to come in, and actually a couple. Well, actually we only had two of them yeah. in here too, because
1: it's true. You know, yeah. Sarah yeah. will not be
2: here next week, but Barbara will. And uh, it was a largely that was one of the other things that was really interesting about this campaign was that it was uh, all women. Yeah, all of the players. For well, very briefly, we did have some male players, but yes. all of our players were female. So yeah. It was really cool. It was, it was awesome. interesting. Nice. It gave it a different sort of vibe, you know?
4: Um, um, yeah, yeah Sunday, um, my uh, Sunday group, our, our DM, DM is a guy, but the players, players are all women. Yep. And, and it's, it's, it's actually, it's actually really, really fun.
0: It
2: is. It, <laughs> it, it is it, it's, it's, it's really, really fun running it. that. It's just, it's a little different. It's a bit of a yeah. different yeah. sort of socialization vibe, I think.
3: And we're a lot, I don't know, I always find it a lot more comfortable playing with more than just one other woman, or Mm woman-aligned person, Yeah. so I just find it a lot more comfortable (laughs) because we're, like... We can bond and talk about different stuff, either in-game or out-of-game, and we're like... Yeah. Well,
2: I've we can do that, too, with a lot of, with like, I have... characters. Some, yeah. You and I actually have some friends that we've played loads and loads of games with as well. So and true. they're near and dear to our hearts and our dudes, but... Yeah. You know, it was just, it was an interesting change of pace. It I was like nice.
0: That.
1: And then the GM is, you know, gender fluid, so... Uh, it's, yeah, and you know,
2: the NBGM, all- so... yeah.
1: So, you know, it's it's all fun fun stuff. It's
3: It's true. It's a good time. And we've known each other for so long. Forever. Now. I've I've known
2: Caitlin longer than I've known Ren, so So, that's that's saying something. Uh,
3: Yeah, I knew Jessica, and then I remember when she and Ren started dating. It was adorable. Oh, yeah. Uh...
2: You know, that probably doesn't... (laughs) That's not Dragon Age related. That's...
1: Definitely not.
2: That's not important.
3: Well, our Dragon Age game kind of happened because of you two
2: anyway, so. I suppose that's true, but uh, <laughs> our awkward month of, you know, courtship dancing around each other doesn't oh, need to go into the limelight anytime soon. It was, a, it it was,
3: was so
1: uh, cute. It was very uh, Inquisitor Cullen.
3: Oh, oh,
2: it was extremely. I was so oh, I think Cullen. I need more details. Oh, oh <laughs> do you?
4: I don't know that you do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was... Extremely, like, we, I think from the moment we met to the moment we started dating, we did not spend more than 24 hours apart. Like, we spent all of our time together and would not actually talk about the fact that we were interested in each other, but we would talk to our friends about it. Oh, like, yes!
3: I remember and, that. Yeah, and
2: Caitlin got quite a few of these for me. yeah you know, does Ren like? I don't know if Ren likes me. What if Ren like? I don't think Ren likes me. Do you think? Do you think Ren likes
3: me? I don't. Know. And it's just. Not I just her. give her this like face. I'm like, yeah, yes. You can't
2: see the face podcast world, but rest assured, you can, it's the one you're. You thinking can feel of.
1: it. You can feel it. I'm like, yes. yes,
2: he likes you. Yes, back then we were using a male pronoun. So.
1: Yep. Yes, back then I was living as a guy.
3: It's true. Those, oh god, now that makes me feel
2: old. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I mean we. It was eight years ago. Oh, God.
3: I was 20. Oh, I'm sad. So... I don't want to talk about
1: how old
3: I am today. <laughs> I was 19. Oh, oh you okay. were such a baby.
4: <laughs> you, were, you were a little If baby. we're going to talk oh. about how old people are, I'm just going to throw this plug out here that it's my birthday tomorrow. Oh, really? Oh, happy birthday!
0: Happy birthday! Yeah. Yeah. Yay! It's Wait.
4: the big... Dude, what is yeah. it? Yeah, I'm 40. 40. Whoa!
1: Ooh.
2: You also don't look yeah. that age. If no, you the, don't. I mean, podcast world well, again. You. you can't tell. We're we're on cameras. I would not have guessed that age for you. You so. look lovely
3: anyway. So,
2: oh well. Thank if you. If it makes you feel any better, you but, have yeah. a baby face. So yeah, yeah. I um I just turned thirty last year. So and I'll be turning yeah. thirty this year.
3: So oh. no, it's <laughs> like my
4: game group.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna oh, trail baby. behind everybody.
0: Ren yeah, is the baby. baby.
2: <laughs> and uh I was a bit of a a bit of a cradle robber. I was twenty two and you were nineteen. Oh so. that's
3: not too it's not like ten years. Well, that's not bad. It wasn't that
2: bad. Yeah, my parents are ten years apart, but yeah, they were older.
3: Yeah, my parents yeah, mine are, are, are five too. years apart.
1: Yeah. I gotcha.
2: I think uh the Ren, Ren, uh, Ren and I have had that nerd thing go on for a while and the uh, the proposal was probably the nerdiest thing I've ever
1: seen oh, in yeah. my life
2: and also the best thing I've ever seen in my life but uh, I don't romantic. know if you can see on the
1: camera but I'm pretty pretty sure I'm blushing
2: oh you are
4: I can see it yeah <laughs> yes.
2: well, we're on post shows we can talk about whatever we want it's oh, yeah. true but uh, yep. we're we're both huge fans of Sonic the Hedgehog, and that's actually how we got introduced because we're both big, big, big Sonic fans. You may have noticed Ren's shirt actually is—it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Got Ren's got Sonic on on their shirt, and I uh, when I got home, I knew this. I knew there was a proposal coming. But when I got home, there were... It was
1: very hard to keep, like, the fact that there was something going on that what? day. Well, also, Natalie together. can't keep a secret you're, to save you're, her you're... life. My
2: cousin <laughs> can't keep a secret to save her life, and she was supposed to be a part of this whole deal. She was very bad at it. She, ju- she just kept screaming at me, I am a safe, and the secrets are inside. I am a safe, and the secrets are inside. Which makes you think there might be some secrets inside the safe. But I get home, and there's sonic music playing, and there are all these cardboard rings, like, hanging from the ceiling and leading up the stairs. And I collect all of them, Aww. and they go into our room, and Ren is there, and they asked me, that said, uh, how many rings do you have? And I counted them up, and I had 49, but you need 50 to become supersonic, and that's when they opened the ring box and said, looks like you need one more. It's
3: adorable. Oh so, and their wedding was also sonic-themed a little bit.
2: Oh, it was, it was quite, it was, there was some substantial sonic themes going on. There was a on.
3: sonic cake.
0: <laughs> Uh, we
1: managed pr- we managed to make it you know very Sonic the Hedgehog without making it look like a kids birthday party. Yes I was, I was very impressed. <laughs> I was
0: also impressed. That There's a the fine line, and you walked that line, right? Yes, it was a
2: delicate line, but we managed it. Everyone who was been, who has talked to us about that wedding has agreed that it was fun and it was it was
3: a good time. So. And then we surprised you both with the sonic mask. Yeah, we didn't know God. a thing about that.
2: That was yeah, they, Actually, I'll be honest with you. As sweet as that gesture was, walking into a room where everyone is wearing the same eyeless sonic mask <laughs> is objectively terrifying.
0: <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna point that out.
2: I thought they had eyes. The eyes were your <laughs> eyes. You were seeing through the <laughs> eyes. So there are these <laughs> eye, like eye holes, and everybody's holding up these Sonic face masks that Ren's mother handmade. Oh wait, and they have yes, one. oh we have we have one
1: here. We have we have two of them left over from uh, from. <laughs>
4: Oh good lord that is terrifying. <laughs> I mean I mean a whole room of that yes, yes I mean yes. one Sonic. is cute but a room of that is terrifying yes. Like,
2: it was bo- it was simultaneously so sweet and, and an terrifying. existential nightmare. Like it was
1: it's Sonic.exe. <laughs> it's like <a> Sonic <laughs>
2: Dreams game. Oh, oh, oh no God. no no oh. no. It was very much it was it was great though. I mean, we had a good time.
3: we were That's awesome. So now you
2: know that we're big, big
3: nerds. I mean, they have a we have a po- yeah. they have a podcast about Dragon Age. If you didn't already know that we're all it big was... nerds, <laughs> surprise. Yeah, that's.
4: I mean, I, I thought there. that was a given. I mean,
2: I, it is pretty much to be assumed. Anybody who is here to talk about Dragon Age for more than five minutes is probably safely somewhere in the nerd party. Yep.
1: So, the- uh huh. Very important question. Yes. Yeah. Who, who are your romance choices?
4: Oh. Oh, a good oh I feel like this might get me in trouble. Oh <laughs> um, All right.
1: Those through? are the best ones. Okay. Those are the best ones.
4: Okay. um, So I have, like, eight wardens and five hawks and okay. 11 inquisitors. Fantastic. So you just want my mains, I'm assuming, right? Yes.
2: Sure. Yes, your personal thing.
4: Okay. So Origins, Alistair, oh, obviously. Yes. Yes. Because, um, and, and, you know, every time I play it, I try, I try to romance somebody else, and then Alistair shows up, and I'm just, That's,
2: that's okay. the boy. He's so that's cute. That's the sweetest yeah. boy. You have, you have yeah, yes, to
4: boy. Yes. So, um, Dragon Age 2 was Anders. Oh. Ooh,
1: that gets, yeah. you that sure. gets you in trouble, for sure. in
2: trouble.
4: I feel
1: yep. like,
2: I feel like yeah. Anders is I, I can see the appeal there. I can see the Anders appeal until he does the thing that he does. Actually no favorite yeah. no, spoilers for Dragon yeah.
1: Age. Dragon Age 2 when he is he blows friggin-
2: up the right. blasted Chantry. Is. But
4: he has right. That's a lot. Well,
3: a lot. That is on. true.
4: Well, I loved him in Awakening. Yes. So when he carried over to Dragon Age 2, I kind of just went, went with it cuz I loved him in Awakening even though in Dragon Age 2 he was very very
1: different. Yeah, I still went with it.
3: I never played Awakening, so
1: you, Awakening's fun. You, oh, it's
3: you're pretty such, good. You such a dear yeah. child in Awakening. You want to
1: take your warden to level
3: thirty-five? <laughs> yes, yeah. my queen. And then, Inquisition. Inquisition? We need to know. Yes, Inquisition. <laughs> Blackwall. 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 That is Blackwall. an interesting Ooh. choice. Ooh. That was, you dark just, Horse. That is you a know what?
4: Horse. Say what you will. I thought Blackwell had the best character arc, he had the best story, he had the whole redemption thing going for him, and I'm a sucker for somebody who's just sorry. Yeah. You know, that's
3: fair. That is fair. I just thought it was too mu- he was too much of a redemption arc for
4: him. I hope that wasn't too spoilery, oops. That's fine.
1: Um, <laughs> that's okay, you know. It's just... You know,
3: that's, just, that's more okay. teasers.
1: That's, yeah. that's less
3: spoiler, more teasers. Yeah. I like okay. Iron. I always but, try. I always like Iron Bull because he seems really tough.
2: You no. are you are the bull type. I you am are the definitely bu- the bull type.
3: Can't, yeah, me myself, I'm <laughs> the bull type. But right now, I
4: am. I will say about the Iron Bull. The Iron Bull romance does have the best, best scene in, in, in the entire, the entire game. game. Can't say the words because it's just—it was the best scene. Oh, and Cullen.
2: Cullen, Cullen was not ready for that. No.
4: Here's
0: <laughs> not Cassandra was that girl. For that. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you. We didn't want the explicit tag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we more
3: time explicit.
2: But um, yeah, I one of the things I really liked about Iron Bull is how much he focuses on consent in, oh, in I the know, relationship. So yes. Nice. Oh, absolutely. hugely, hugely into consent, and seeing that in, you know, represented in pretty much any media oh. is extremely, <laughs> extremely
3: exciting. It's amazing. Like, yeah. That's and, wonderful. And he's like, I'll do whatever you want, and he calls you Kadan, and it's cute. <laughs> I feel like
2: I, if Crem had been avail, if Krem were, Krem were available, that would be my choice right there because Krem fits my mm-hmm. type. But uh, since since he's not, uh, I feel like I would want to romance Cullen. But if I were to take my like my Dalish mage Asha and make her the Inquisitor, she would end up in a terrible romance with Solas. It oh. would be awful, and she would hate yeah. him. But it's that's how it would happen. Like I'm not I I don't pretend. Stand see Allure
3: field. would just go for Iron Bull.
2: Yeah, I mean I believe that. Or Sarah. I could see yeah, Sarah so, being an option
3: for Maybe for her. Sarah, but Allure's not, yeah. I just made Allure in Inquisition not too long ago and when I did the romance option I did Iron Bull. Yeah. But. No, I'm
2: I'm pretty glad that Asha in the actual game has, you know, a relationship that is not that and is much nicer than stupid stupid Solus, who i hate
4: yeah oh Solus! <laughs> i felt so bad for everybody that romance Solus, without knowing what was right.
3: going I on Bio later I on felt
4: yeah Solas. everybody Teaser. should feel
2: bad I except do. for patrick Teaser weeks
1: <laughs> patrick weeks doesn't feel sadness
2: I feel like everybody who romance Solace needs to get a handwritten letter of apology. Like, from Patrick. (laughs) Well, do you know how that all came about? You know the story with
4: Patrick Weeks? Oh, man. Um, Well, is this going to give us Inquisition spoilers? So we can... No. Okay. No. Um, They they weren't sure that they wanted to put a Solace romance in. So basically, Patrick Weeks took one weekend, wrote the entire romance for it, brought it back in one weekend, brought it back, let the developers and story people read it and they said we have to do this
1: oh that jerk
4: that's why um but they but they were it was pretty late in development as far as i remember um it was pretty late in development so that's why it's locked to a female elf Mm. um because they couldn't get the to uh, to program it for all of them
3: that makes sense yeah, Badger. I was kind of surprised. That but that yeah, that's... So uh, spe- that's
2: yeah. Like, that's the most specifically locked one, I think.
3: Yeah, that
0: is.
1: Have yes, be it is. to elven female.
4: Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Only slightly less locked is Cullen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because yep. any human or right. elven female.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He won't for go for the canari. That's sad. It is- or no. the dwarf.
2: But uh, and Ren here has I don't think has never romanced a girl in no. a Dragon Age game. Mm-hmm. Nope,
1: it's nope.
3: always been no, nope. the not even one. When well,
1: there's no. so many pretty elf boys, it's
3: true.
1: Or Dorian.
0: Or a Dorian. Yeah, Or
1: Oradorian. Dorian. Oh, <laughs> <And> <laughs> I
3: love
4: Dorian so And then
1: much. I'm the pretty elf boy in that game, so <laughs> I'd have to
4: go.
1: <laughs> I have to go with well, the pretty, you <laughs> know. Uh, so you can probably guess what my f- my picks are then. Um, Origins. I went. With I'm gonna Severin. go Zevran. Yeah. yeah, and then Fenris.
3: Yeah, well, you did.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then mm-hmm. Dragon Age Two is my boy Fenris. Oh,
3: Fenris.
1: Mm-hmm. My problem child Fenris. <laughs> I mean, a problem
3: child, Fenris. I mean, he
1: had he had the white hair and like an anime cut and s- the black. You spiky are a for white anime
2: I hair. I was
1: powerless.
0: And the eggs. <laughs> All the eggs.
1: I was powerless. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he. Goes dual wielding like my heart is <laughs> my heart is potentially literally in his hand. Because he can do that as well.
4: Yes. Yeah, don't can. don't let that happen. Yes you can. Don't let that happen.
1: <laughs> uh, and then of course when Dorian showed up, my elf inquisitor was like, Hello. how do you do? <laughs> yeah. Talk Even... about fruit baskets.
0: <laughs>
2: I think even in Star Wars, you want oh well, you romanced uh, in the star in the, the Old Republic. Oh, you did end up romancing the female character, but that was only because they would not let you romance the male character at the beginning of the game. The Cathar dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: oh man, I would have oh, did, been been did I just open an old?
2: Did oh, I just open
4: an old? I feel
1: like I might have. Yeah.
4: Jorgen, man. Oh, Jorgen is my number one. Who? Jorgen, my number uh, one in Tor is. My is my, uh, is my is my teacher. is Jorgen. Oh, yeah. I love you him. See,
2: here's the thing that I noticed is that uh, you went for the one that you said reminded you of me only after we discovered that Jorgen was not an available choice. So <laughs> let's unpack that, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean,
1: he had a nice voice,
4: <laughs> Timothy Omenson. I love him.
1: Uh, and such a he was pretty gaze. great.
3: And such a fierce gaze.
1: Again, I was powerless. <laughs> I don't know what you want.
3: Yeah. <laughs> often finds themselves powerless with strong.
2: Yeah, well, uh, we also tend we tend to share crushes on certain characters as well. Like, if you've ever played, uh, Bald- not Baldur's Gate, uh, Neverwinter Nights.
4: No, I've not.
2: It's a great series. I would definitely recommend picking it up. But I uh, uh,
1: got the Enhanced Edition out now.
2: yes. Uh, But specifically, the expansion pack "Hordes of the Underdark, which is like a sequel to a previous expansion, Shadows of Undrantide, but uh, one of the characters that is a romance option only for female characters because, you know, it was still like early 2000s and people hadn't figured out how to be cool.
3: Gay in video games.
2: (laughs) Yeah, gay hadn't been invented for video games. Nope. But, uh, (laughs) which is unfortunate. But uh, is a tiefling named Valen Shadowbreath, and he's like a chaotic good tiefling who's like doing that whole redemption arc thing, and he's like 100%, you know, sort of uh, rough fighter boy, but but with a good heart, and is also 100% tiefling and 100% attractive. So we both kind of <laughs> ended up having having and feels about that.
1: I couldn't feel the shadow breath on my neck with okay. that one either. Wow. Wow. When I saw, wow. it, the first time I saw him do a whirlwind attack, I was like, how'd he do?
0: Yeah, maybe we should put <laughs> a whirlwind on this one after
1: all. <laughs> oh, man. And that, that was also when I was like, man, I picked the wrong prestige class. I need to go into Weapon Master.
2: Oh, that's how you got into Weapon Master. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it was Valen. But
2: was having a crush on Vaylin having Shadow Having a crush breath. on the tiefling. He is he's extremely crush-worthy, though. That's the thing about BioWare. And that's also, Neverwinter Nights is an old BioWare game, of course. Anything with BioWare, mm-hmm. they're gonna have lots of yeah. pretty it's, people. Yeah, BioWare is, like, number one, role-playing games, and then number two, dating simulator.
0: It's like,
3: true! That's just, this, like oh, I Oh, it's exactly what it is. It's Except just... their new game, Anthem, the shooter, you're not gonna be able to romance. There's
0: no
4: romance, no romance in that, now. What?
3: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
4: Nope. No. Bioware, what are you doing?
3: What EA tells them. (sighs) EA, why? It's like they don't
4: know why why we play Bioware games. I'm sad.
3: I know.
2: That's like, Bioware is the best at dating simulators.
3: I know. That's why I can't wait for Dragon Age 4. Darn it.
4: I mean, Bioware created Garrus Vicarian. I know! Yes!
3: Space boyfriend! The best boyfriend. And,
2: And... I wanted to be bros with him. I really wanted to romance Tali,
3: but she doesn't go for ladies. I just romance Garrus all the time, because he's the
4: best. (laughs) I I always romance Garrus.
0: He's
3: like my Alistair. I try somebody else, but no. (laughs) (laughs) You just
4: keep going back to Garrus. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I like Thane.
2: I like Thane a lot. Yeah, you do. I remember a few times... I cry every time. Oh,
1: man. Cry.
2: That is the one I renegade cry a choice, lot. I'm a crier. Right? That is the one renegade choice that I'm okay with making, really. Like, there are very few renegade choices that I can manage, or like that I'm okay with. But the one where you... Um, spoilers! I'm gonna give spoilers. you guys five seconds. Okay, it's close enough. So, uh, when you find the guy who killed Thane, and... You know the renegade option is mm-hmm. to stab him and be like, "That was for Thane, you bleep, 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 bleep," and that is—I would pick that renegade option every single time oh. for the rest of every my life. Time. This is the hill I will die on. Like
1: that—that <laughs> oh, <one> <laughs> that, that renegade option felt very, very good. Yes, it, it
2: did. That was—that
4: was. See, so I solid. picked a lot of renegade options with my main shepherd, and some of them are just fun.
2: <laughs> I just can't, I, we couldn't do it. We kept, we, I think we tried to do a second run through and we were like, okay, we're gonna be kind of renegade and we just kept picking paragon options and being like, well, frick, like.
3: I like the one when you're dance. spoiler, when you're dancing with, uh, tangoing with Gareth, and you, that can, is cute. you can be extra <sighs> saucy if you want to be. Oh, see that,
2: that's fair. If you're being saucy renegade, saucy <laughs> renegade is always acceptable. <laughs>
4: I like the... Uh, what, does, t- what does it say that I've got a save file right before the tango so that I can just <laughs> fire that up and do the tango yes. anytime I want? Oh, we've yes. all done that. We've yes. all been there. Okay. Uh, like, we've all done stuff like that. I'm sure
2: I've got a couple of saves in games that are right before points that are particularly like.
3: Yeah, I have a. Mm-hmm. I have a Help save. my little fan heart. Yeah, I have the scene. Mm-hmm. I have a save scene for my Allure. A Laura character right before we blind poor Cullen, and I
0: just
4: watched that to laugh. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes. Well, that's a legitimate save point. You need nah. to do that. You
3: have to keep that. You have yeah. to keep that. Keep it closed. Oh man. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's the just... best. I was like, oh, Allure would uh, just laugh at him. She'd watching be like oh, no. watching Cullen be
2: miserable. It's almost like bulls. Not really super my type. Like as far as aesthetics. But just for that, like, A, for the consent, and B, for that scene, oh, I would that's... consider taking that, taking that Of taking course, that
3: Josephine's route. like, I can't move, I'm transfixed.
0: <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, Josephine <laughs> like uh, my legs. Legs. <laughs> I have,
2: I have a rude comment that I will keep to myself, because we are keeping this explicit tag off of this episode. Once
1: I... we stop hitting that record button.
2: <laughs> All bets are off. <laughs> All bets are off.
3: Oh, man. Oof. Oh, I hope you're enjoying we're our destined. divergence and our travel, because it's fun. We sure are. We're, we're having, having a good old time. We're having a oh, really time. Oh, I love it. Time. Cats can be in this now,
2: too. Kitty! This is Bebe. She's, you guys Bebe. can't see her again,
3: podcast. Right? She's big and fluffy now. She's so big and fluffy. I remember when she was a tiny kitten. She, she was so small.
1: Looked she like she'd stuck her claw in a little electrical socket. Yeah, just... she
2: did. She looked like she lost a fight with an electric <laughs> socket because none of the bottom fur had grown oh. in.
3: <laughs> and she would just, while we were playing games, she would just rest, like chill out on her laps, and sometimes she would fall asleep like on my chest. Yeah, she's she's she...
2: such a cutie.
3: And I was like, uh, oh, go. I miss having. There we Oh, more cats!
2: Yay, cat party! Oh no. Oh, 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 Cat Party. Oh, no. I work with toddlers, and do you ever have one of those things, like a song that your kids listen to 87,000 times that lies dormant in the back of your mind oh, until no. you say the wrong code words, oh. and then it's there for the rest of your life? Oh, no. What does mm-hmm. Cat Party mean? It, there's literally a song called Cat Party that I had to play just about every single day for, like, four months. Oh, You're Oh, man.
3: Ah! <gasps> Oh, cute. Yes. I,
4: well,
3: so, the black one is Kalen
4: and the white one is Zero. Oh.
2: Hi, kitties.
4: Zero was that's named the after the dog in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh nice. wow.
2: Good, good, good. Good choice. choice. BB is uh, named yeah. actually is an abbreviation but is named after a Pathfinder deity, Black Butterfly. So, that mm. Secret, secret nerd. Type. And I
4: think we all know who Caitlyn is named after. Yeah. I
2: think we can safely assume that. Puppy one. King 1.0. point. <laughs> yep.
4: Puppy King Alpha. Mm-hmm.
3: Puppy King Alpha. And then, yeah. yeah. Boogles is upstairs somewhere. Yes.
2: Boogles got his stupid name because when I found him, or when my friend found him and brought him to me, and he was just miserable and fighting me at all times, I was like, you need a stupid name. And so I gave him the stupidest <laughs> name I could think of, which was Boogles. And now he's chill and has a stupid name. And now yeah, he's a giant cat. Yeah, he's a 15-pound behemoth. Mm-hmm. He's huge. Wow.
1: He's pretty much all muscle.
2: He's yeah. also not going to come and hang out with us. He's too cool for school.
3: But a lot of times when uh, when we played Dragon Age, he would just chill out on our map. So on our map. So we would call him the Blight. <laughs> Yeah, he was the Blight. He was the Blight. <laughs> and then when we, when we played Star Wars, nice. he was the, uh, the dark, dark side. side.
1: Uh, And I guess when we play you know, Pathfinder, we have to get a bit more creative.
3: <laughs> yeah, I have to think of other ways. He could be one of the Unchained or something. He could be one of the Chained Oblivion gods or something.
1: I'm sure there are several of them.
3: Oh, there are.
1: Alright. Uh, <sighs> and then now that we've all gushed about our love interests <laughs> in Dragon Age.
4: Yes. And the and the post show is almost as long as the main show. Oh, yeah, wow. We should uh,
2: you need to go to bed. Yeah, and maybe we should say people off. are probably if you're still listening probably. if you're still <laughs> listening, if you're point, still listening
4: make like her bless you. Yeah, if you're still
2: listening at this point, hi mom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hi it's to late. my friends, really. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, well, thank you all so much for uh, sticking around with us. Uh, I suppose we'll catch you all next time.
2: Yep. Yep, this has been us doing things. Talking about stuff. Great. Gushing. uh, Thanks again for coming and hanging out with us, Leona. This has been a blast. Yeah, it was nice to
4: meet you. I had lots of fun. I'll do it again.
2: Yes, absolutely. All right,
4: podcast world, we're cutting you off. Later. Bye. Bye.